and it comes out as milk. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. We're in the you know, ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. Hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, hard left wing position, hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, 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 hard Like, yeah, forget the small talk and shit. Today, we're going to be, like, getting our dicks out and pissing all over the grave of, uh, uh, what they call the Independent Group for Change. Yeah, yeah. For, the, the artist formerly known as Change UK. They're just a known... symbol now. They, they've, they've changed their name. <laughs> they, they, they've gone full Prince, except no, unlike Prince, nobody likes them, and people will be glad when they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be fair like we're, they're, we, they're not far off we, we may be exaggerating reports of their demise somewhat i mean they're it, at the self-medicating recluse stage of the analogy here aren't they really yeah i mean it's like when mike gapes famously said to, to, to quote mike to, mike twain to quote mark twain rumors of my departure from the labor party have been greatly exaggerated which i got great mileage out of quote tweeting with uh, milk Twain on an account that has since been suspended and yeah I mean Change UK are, are, are not technically dead there's still um, a Change UK Southampton Twitter account posting um, yeah. at Change UK Sutton who posted a screenshot of a DM that they received recently which says Mike Yapes is a right cunt and you're an embarrassment to Southampton making it look like dirty Pompeii <laughs> Maybe this is another parody account. I don't know. I don't have that many mutual followers with them apart from Oliver Law Degree and um, Change UK Southwest, who apparently follow me, so they must be a parody account. Yeah, yeah, because they've got X's on all the, all the members who've now left. <laughs> faces. Wow. Yeah, Mark Man, Jesus. Yeah, um, but I think before we we get to Change UK, we usually do a little kind of news segment at the start of the show. Um, yeah. So, 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 firstly, like a bit of, uh, well, in fact, I think both our items today are kind of real politic news items. I mean, we quite often have a bit of Mike Gapes news at this point. Gapes, uh, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> What's he up to? That's when you really need to fear Mike Gapes when he goes to ground. When he... <laughs> He's plotting. You know. I need some time away to think and write. <laughs> Like, what does he write as, like, these two-paragraph columns for the Ilford Recorder? So, David Cameron fucked off to a garden shed to start writing his memoirs. Maybe... 
Gapes has done the same, but in like an industrial cow shed. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> he's just got a mad typewriter banging away just while he's watching the milking. Just finds it hypnotic and relaxing. Helps him, helps him get in the zone for like rehashing fucking. All the wars he's fought on Twitter and yeah. all so on, you know. All the wars he supported, but yeah. uh, you know, actual yeah. wars where lots of people have died. Yeah, um, I mean, in <laughs> fact, that that very much reminds me. Uh, let's let's do the Yair news first. Yeah, so, yeah. Yair he's, can't uh, be with us. Deep cover today. Yes, uh, <laughs> but I mean, if anything, I would say that he has now kind of eclipsed me, eclipsed Tom as. Probably the most committed gapesist uh, among our yeah. number. I, I spoke to him last night to see if he could record with us tonight. Unfortunately, he couldn't. I'll tell you what he said. He just kind of casually got back to me saying, Oh, an, an FYI, I can really only record on Tuesdays and Wednesdays right now because of my hours. When the dairy moves to 1 6 a.m. milking a day. Milk! I'll probably be able to record for a bit after work on any given day, since I'll be finished by lunchtime. Um, and I was just like, ah, oh, right, okay, so you can't record. Hang on a second. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and so I said, wait, sorry, let, let me clarify something. Are you working at a dairy, milking cows for a living? Sorry, man, I continued. I'm fucking pissing myself here. Could you possibly be a more on-brand real politic host? I didn't know what to do. I was I I was in hysterics. I I like I genuinely it's a bombshell to drop on you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he just dropped this on me, and I was making music, so I didn't see the message. Then, so I got back to him. You know, he was he presumably you know looked away from Facebook by the time that I replied to his message. So I was just left in the lurch, just kind of like. What the fuck? So I did a series of tweets, obviously. I have to make this public. And I called Tom, even though I was well aware he'd probably be asleep. I left him a voicemail, which he says he'll send me a recording of later. As you will hear, I was in absolute fucking hysterics. Welcome to the three voicemail service. You have one new voice message. New voice messages. Message from... Received at 0401 hours on Saturday, the 6th of... July, Yair's new job is working at a dairy, milking cows. Yair has literally gone into the milk industry. Dude, I have not laughed so much within living memory. I genuinely can't remember the last time I found anything this funny. You just casually mentioned to me just uh, in talking about when he could record, he was just like, um, uh, he was just like, oh yeah, my hours at the dairy are like when when there's seven a.m. milking time. I'm just like, but maybe he was joking. But I don't know. Like him getting a job milking cows and not telling us seems totally like the kind of thing he would do. Oh my god, this is the single funniest thing ever. I am dying for him to reply and confirm that his job is now to milk cows. <laughs> milk! To listen to your message again, press one. <laughs> milk. I didn't know what to do. 
as you say, Yaira dropped this bombshell on me, and there I was, just left in the lurch with this enormous cliffhanger while I waited mm-hmm. for him to reply. And unfortunately, it wasn't all good news. So he got back to me. He said, uh, to clarify, yes, I am indeed apprenticed as a dairy hand. Raising, <coughs> herding, and most importantly of all, milking. Dot, dot, dot. And so I was really fucking excited at this point. I was You're like, oh yeah, my yeah, god, this, yeah. is, this is the greatest thing ever to happen. He continues, uh, and most importantly of all, milking sheep. They're basically the same as milking cows, except they are far less likely to murder you with a kick. And honestly, sheep cheese tastes far closer to milk cheese than it does to goat cheese. Unrelated fun fact, sheep milk is actually homogenized. At this point, I was just like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, fucking sheep, get out of here, man. This is ridiculous. You need to pass that disgusting message on to Mike Gapes verbatim. I, I, I do. He will, he will fucking tell him what's uh, what. I asked Gapes what the line is on sheep's milk, and he did not respond, so I have to assume that, that, that uh, he, he's angry. He's he's ghosting us. <laughs> he's I, preparing I, a pamphlet. He's I, going back to his roots. Well, the Fabians won't have him now, unfortunately. They'll have to do it like... Uh, well, I'm, I'm no. not sure Chuka's think tank will have him either now. Uh, but whatever it comes out through, you'll be able to buy it 20 years from... Yeah, now, we'll... from John Rental, like, who will still be the same age, as yeah. always. <laughs> You'll be able to buy it off John Rental in a hundred yeah. years from now, a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he's been selling books eBay since is. before the Fabians were formed, man. <laughs> when the internet goes down in a few years and it's back to a kind of Dark Ages situation, John Rental will just have the best car boot sale in Transylvania going. But yeah, All Else Fails will publish Gapes' pamphlet. Real politic publishing. We'll get into the business. I like it. We're getting into um, we, you know, real politic records now. So yeah, will yeah. I think books are the next natural step. And, and look, if, if he declines to go down the real politic route, if he if he doesn't quite feel this right for his brand, like we'll burgle his if, house if, and publish if, the stuff we stole from him. Yeah, exactly. That's but what if, if he really needs to go to like the absolute bottom of the barrel just to get it published by any old fuckers, there's always bite back <laughs> yeah, publishing. You I was know, say Ian Dale will be right there. Like literally, uh, he'll just look up from publishing his uh, left power list and, and and he'll be like oh oh what is what's that oh any old toss yeah i'll publish that yeah. um, are you a shit backbencher who a thousand people have heard of and about 20 of them like you great <laughs> well here we go so yeah me, me and yaya um not on speaking terms at the moment i Quite, I, yeah. I took the betrayal and the, the sheep thing very very hard i mean yes i, I obviously i appreciate but it but maybe he's trying to work his way up to to working with the cows you know mm. you've got to you've got to start somewhere they uh, do i, I think it's, it's commitment to the bit really yeah 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 i think i i, I get that yeah I, and he is just an apprentice i, I suppose i mean they, yeah. they they do have cows at, at his dairy apparently but he says that they just eat them rather than milk them which which i, which I think it's not it's not efficient no, you've got you've, there's, there's so much milk there, and 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 you're just like leaving it in those udders, and it's uh, it's just, it, it's just a waste, isn't it? You set up all these complicated supply lines for milk, and then you just don't produce it. <laughs> exactly, it's fucking disgusting. Yair is up there in the north of the United States, mm. and and yeah. and, and there's, there'll be cows down in the south, but you know, just just pumping out the stuff, and they need yeah. uh, colleagues. Uh, up, up from from the northern states to to you know um, yeah. 
you know, did did, did was the Civil War fought for nothing? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a can of worms, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, let's. Um, so, so Yair is now working in the Q Gapes clip milk industry. The German milk industry. And the next bit of news, it's some some Jack news, very important news. I should be dropping my album in the next week or so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. With, with artwork by the uh, milk professional, Mr. Yaya Rice. That's the only outside contribution. It's it, uh, it's all me otherwise. But you know, you people kind of say, "Oh, Jack needs to kind of still indebted to, to like Bob Dylan and Neil Young, Kanye West." And stuff. But but I'm but I, I, I'm like the thing is, you know, I've actually been like taking a lot of influence from from, um, from Guns N' Roses on this record. I mean, for, for a start, the lineup of the band has, has, has uh, evolved a lot, which is interesting because, as as I said, I'm the only contributor to the record, so I had to fire all the various different personas under which I played. Yeah, um, but does this bass. translate? I'm just worried. Does it translate to you wearing a bandana? Because uh, I've that, got the braids, early a... 2000s Axl Rose. I'm singing terribly as well. I've really gone full into uh, the bit. But but no, I mean there's lots of there's lots of other ways in which I've been I've been uh, taking this Guns N' Roses influence. And like for, for for a start, I've included several profanity-laden rants against journalists. I, I dislike on the record. You know, of course, inspired yeah. by uh, getting the ring. Had that down to a fine art before the, this direction. The greatest even. song. That goes for all you punks in the press that want to start shit by printing lies instead of the things we said. That means you and Nick Cohen at Heathrow, Finance the New European, John Harris at The Guardian, Hugo Rifkin at The Times. What you pissed off because your dad gets more pussy than you? Fuck you! Suck my fucking dick! You be ripping off the fucking kids while they be paying their hard earned money to read about Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party. Printing lies, starting controversy, you want to antagonize me? Antagonize me, motherfucker! Get in the ring, motherfucker! And I'll kick your bitchy little ass! And um, I've included as a hidden bonus track a recording of a song written by a, a, a terrible killer. Uh, of course, I've I went back and found a demo tape by Tony Blair's old band, um, The Ugly Rumors, and I've covered that uh, what they intended to release as their first single, although for some reason no one would, rele- would release it. So there you go. Like it's got all the kind of stuff that you you go to um, Guns and Roses for, except it's me. So yeah, Crazy yeah. Moose patterns coming out in the next week. Yeah, well, that if, if it's coming out in the next week, it's already not very Guns N' Roses at all. Oh, yeah, so, but, like, well, you know, in the next, let's say the next, uh, how how long did it take Chinese democracy to come out? It was a good decade, wasn't it? About fifteen so, years, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Let's let's say let's give me you know fifteen years or so or or a week, whichever one suits you. And it's been eleven years since Chinese democracy, so really, I think you know this record is well overdue. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I right. I, I think we can pretty much get down to business now. Like, I hope everyone enjoyed Real Politic episode 100 with special guest Juliet Jakes, um, which Juliet and I presented. You know, a riveting 
pub quiz. I hope everyone did the... I, I've described it as riveting every single time I've talked about it for some reason. But everyone... Yeah, I hope everyone did the quiz at home and enjoyed that. Now, we're going to test our own knowledge of some incredibly kind of niche, minor, fringe, insignificant sort of political entity now. So here we go. Change UK. I'm dead. Who's lost the right to see his children? But still I have my friends Like the Tony Blair Institute and the Brussels bureaucrats I'm a two-time guest on the Romaniacs I am a melt I am a Tory Yeah, in a massive variation from my previous appearance on the podcast, we're <laughs> going to spend most of the episode sustained revving on the variously named new centrist party. Yeah, but not that new anymore. I think I think the shine has kind of worn off a little bit. I think it lasted about a day, didn't it? <laughs> and that's been quite generous. Because it was literally within three hours when they had their first scandal. Yeah, I think they had maybe a good two hours. I think the cracks were probably starting to show maybe in the the minutes leading yeah. up to Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the tensions yeah. were there from literally years before they officially formed. But yeah. it was two hours and 20 minutes from <laughs> announcing that they exist until the funny tinge remark on live national TV. An entirely self-inflicted scandal as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, again, very much set the tone for everything else. So, my Skype account tells me that the last time that you and I recorded was two months ago. So that, that would yeah, that's have been right, yeah. when Cuck had just announced their, it was, uh, yeah. their slate for the European elections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's I happened since? Well, first I should probably update the listeners. I remember at the end of that one, we'd gone through a big chunk of the candidates list. And yeah. around the time we started recording, one of them had already been picked up for some racist comments about Romanians and was in the process of getting deselected as we yeah. started recording. <laughs> so we were having a guess of how many candidates would be gone by the time the episode was actually released. Yeah. And I think... We all guessed about three or four or something like that. Which was uh, correct, Technically, wasn't it? it was two by the time the episode aired because you had the number one Scottish candidate. I think I can take at least partial credit for that <laughs> because the journalist that was doing follow-up the next day seemed to be using screen caps from me like, and from some of my followers. They were getting challenged on this and they very quickly... I think technically he stood down, but it read like he was going to get kicked off or put to the bottom of the list or something if he didn't anyway. Was this the, the same, second uh, candidate? One of the southern candidates had already been deselected. Yeah, because we, well, we, we read out his statement yes, during exactly, the recording. Yes, exactly, yeah. 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 And it was the number one list candidate in Scotland originally. This was the best candidate that they could find in Scotland. <laughs> he basically had tweets asking what the fuss was about with Gary Glitter. <laughs> yes! Okay, among okay. Other so things. I was going to ask like, about this guy. So didn't he do like a PhD in, in acquired paedophilia studies or something? <laughs> 
he was studying the attitudes towards that in literature or something like that. And we were like, oh, ha, typical. And then five minutes after that, that's probably what prodded someone to search for like his tweets and glitter. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, no, hang on, right? <laughs> Joseph Russo was the guy's name, right? Right, so this is Jack, just after the fact, recording some clarifications, as usual, forgot a few things, and some shit has transpired since we last recorded. So, firstly, Change UK candidate and Gary Glitter apologist Joseph Russo did his PhD in the German-slash-Scottish author J.H. Mackay, who was an anarchist activist driven by his desire for both homosexual and pederastic emancipation. He further lists pathologization of peripheral sexual desire as one of his research and teaching interests. We also found tweets of him absolutely ripping into Anna Subri, which were, like, uncharacteristically good from him. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2013, he said Subri should try to have a healthy diet on £70 a week job seekers. Oh, wow. And, and then two years later, January 2015, he said she even looks like Thatcher 2.0. So I wonder if that was, like, the actual reason they properly patched him. Yeah, not the Gary Glitter thing. I mean, I'm sure Anna Subri's colleagues, like, there's a... There's a few Gary Glitter fans in there. The TV was so much better in the 70s. You had glitter on top of the pops, Savile presenting. Oh, they all love the 70s, but I think, like, you know, all, all the centrist dad types. But I think, despite their obsessions with, like, 70s TV, even they tend to know, don't openly praise Gary Glitter, Jimmy <laughs> Savile, people like that, you know? 28th of October, 2012, the arrest of Gary Glitter smacks of the police targeting low-hanging fruit. <laughs> so that there's even kind of an omission in there. Oh, he's too obvious a pedo to be arrested. What are they playing? Are they... Very racist that, tweet about how he's scared that's... of black women as well. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Given some of the people they didn't deselect, he probably would have got away with that one. Yeah, um, Nora, bloody Nora. Yeah, I was going to come to that because within 24 hours they'd, they'd got rid of two candidates. Mm. But I think by the end of it, the final tally was three. And then the other, and the other one was just a guy who like self-deselected. He just decided halfway through the election campaign. In fact, this was this was Scotland's number two candidate who got yeah. bumped up to number one because the guy ahead of him on the list loved Gary Glitter too much. So their their new number one candidate then a few days before the election was like, Nah, come on, the Lib Dems are much better than this shit. Vote for the Lib Dems. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was technically, he, he, he was still published as the number one candidate on the actual ballots, but had they got a seat in Scotland, which absolutely get to fuck, he wouldn't have been actually elected. It's just they couldn't file it quickly enough to change the printing. But other than that, you know, some, some very dodgy candidates got away with it. I mean... Francis Wheatman obviously has some very dodgy, dodgy stuff about like genotyping and that, where I think she's trying to use it to say positive things about certain ethnicities, but it just comes mm. across like weird race science. But people have highlighted that, and she's flat out accused them of photoshopping the tweets, <laughs> but she'd only deleted them like the day before that or something. <laughs> Twitter doesn't work that way. A lot of their candidates probably had like 100 followers before all this happened. Yeah. And they probably could have gotten away with a line of argument like that because no one had heard of them. But she's obviously spent the six months prior to that being like number one Corbyn Bater in chief. Yeah. Uh, you know, a different shit take every single day. 
properly targeting people like Ash Starker out of like what is comically obvious professional jealousy. <laughs> you, you can't have fucking 10,000 followers and then deny having tweeted whole weird tangents that you've gone on before multiple yeah, times. God, she does bang on about Ash all the time, doesn't she? Yes, it's obsessive. It Very is obsessive. They, I think it must go back a while. Then she must have got passed over for a job or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But then the Red George era at the New Statesman, they started yeah. Ash a bit and 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 uh, not 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 Francis. <laughs> so... But there's a lot there's a lot dodgy with Francis Wheatman if you scratch below the surface at all. Because there was that thing where she got four thousand funding grant from a charity to do that website of hers. And it's shit. And it was literally just a website like sort of coming soon with like a biography of her and how great she was. <laughs> and it was you know like a vague two sentences or something about like, hey we're gonna help young people get into politics and get them engaged. And then the rest of it was literally just I'm Francis Wheatman, I'm fucking brilliant, right? So she's basically got that oh, fuck. grant, done nothing with it. And I, I made mention to that, and it turned out she'd got another grant for it as well. Oh, that fucking was hell. Just one of them. Sorry, I was just going to say it. Her site probably looks a bit like MikeGapes.com once he, he like, wiped all his stuff he'd ever written off his website. She, there's never anything on it. Yeah, MikeGapes.com, by the way. Not actually Mike Gapes' website. <laughs> so it's mikegapes.org.uk. So theoretically, real politic could follow in the footsteps of Trash Future with their getting my dicksuck.com domain name that they purchased and yep. buy mikegapes.com. <laughs> just as a public service thing as well, just in case this is something we don't do or, or take time to get around to, kids. We will announce it if we do this. Do not go to URLs with gapes in them like, <laughs> yeah. without knowing that we've got something set up there. And, yeah, and, and yeah this is a family podcast. Certainly don't Google it. We wouldn't want to lead you down that, that path, that, that, exactly. that gaping hole. Exactly. But yeah, mikegapes.org.uk is the website I was thinking about. Geraint, what were you saying about Francis Wheatman when I so rudely interrupted? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'd made mention to her having basically grifted 4,000 of charity for a website she never, or a company, in fact, that she founded and, and never did anything with. And someone replied with uh, actual evidence along with it that that was actually one of two grants she got. And the, the total figure was like, Pushing eleven thousand. Oh man! I mean, uh, it's, only, it's a, a fraction of Jess Phillips's register of members' interest page for like a week, yeah. but it's still pretty, pretty, you know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but you, you would think running for office with just having grifted tons of money off charities in the recent past is probably not a good idea. But mm. all she did was just delete the website the day the candidates were announced, or possibly Aww. the day before. Oh, and that just pretend it lost. never happened. Like all that content lost. Where else can we go to learn how great Francis Wheatman is, apart from, for example, Francis Wheatman's Twitter feed on any day? Like, who are the thirstiest centrist dads on Twitter? The Danger Dads, Falcon Malteser. I'm sure he'd tell you a lot about how great Francis Wheatman is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the other day when friend of the show, a man was getting a load of shit from oh, God, that was outrageous. Uh, just for nothing, like it was disgusting. And there's a whole other topic that we could probably rant for an hour on. But mm. when that was going on and the contentious tweet that was basically a sarcastic Nazi reference that mm. they'd obviously taken out of context. And that was the one everyone who was pretending to be offended was kicking off about. Yeah. She's tried to make that about her. She's tweeted, 
I'm reliably informed that a man, the Labour HQ staffer who appeared on the Hustings last night, tweeted a picture of me liking something, presumably to indicate it was awful if I approved of it. <laughs> I mean, we joked, but if having ever ripped on Francis Wheatman was enough to disqualify you from polite society, there would never, ever, ever be any left voices on TV or radio again, ever. And she yeah. literally got a little screen cap. It's like a man replying to Bane But Woke with just a little screen cap that just shows she's liked something, doesn't even say what the tweet is. <laughs> there was Wheatman, obviously, but there was a bit of a backlash to Nora Mulready's candidacy. Yeah, that was the big one. That yeah. was the big one. That because... was within days of the announcement, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think it was a day or two after the actual these elections had happened. Obviously, people had been like, what the fuck, Nora Mulready's a candidate from mm. the minute they were announced, because I mean... she's... Obviously, the worst of all the candidates, like yeah, the most reprehensible by a long I, way. I read some little bits from some of her uh, blog posts yeah. on on the last episode of yeah. Don Cuck, and yeah, yeah. She, she oh, they're very, they're very Islamophobic. Stuff. They're absolutely fucking grim, and we were only scratching the surface. Really, there, there was yeah. literally stuff that showed up on the first couple of pages of her Google search, Twitter exchanges people have had with her. You know, so people were highlighting more of her appalling views. People that dug a little bit deeper. Mm. And it was just outright openly Islamophobic stuff, as well as a sprinkling of other awful right-wing and centre-right opinions, you know, sticking up for Tommy Robinson left, right and centre, there was all sorts. And, you know, this is a list candidate for Change UK, what are they doing sort of thing, you know, surely you can't condone these views. You know, they didn't actually listen and get rid of her like they had with some of the more obscure candidates. They didn't just ignore it and hope it went away like they did with Francis Wheatman. They all coordinately came out and like, oh, she's a brave and strong voice standing up to the hard left trolls. Yeah. And when I say all, I don't mean like they're three activists or whatever. It was Mike Gapes and... Especially uh, Gapes. Uh, Mainly And did as well, but obviously Gapes was quite full-throated in his Well, because he, he's... Uh, what was it they called him in the New Statesman interview where he said he listened to us? It was pugnacious. He, he's very pugnacious. He likes a good fight. He, he is, he does. Getting he a likes... scrap. And this time it was a scrap with um, Alicia, wasn't it? Who's uh, who's a, a young yes. uh, labour yes. activist. She's a, she's a Muslim woman. And yeah. uh, she was like, oh, Mike, I'm very concerned by some of these views. And Mike Gapes was like, fuck off, you trot troll. <laughs> like, yes. uh, it was pretty bad, even by Gapes' standards. It um, was, yeah, he was he was not <laughs> having a, a blinder. Uh, a, few, a few weeks after that, he basically told someone to kill himself for oh, taking the fist out of him on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, he's been an angry man on Twitter. It's probably good that he hasn't been quite as active in the last few days because he's... The desperation has been setting in. Like, there's so many tweets he's done that are just kind of like, I'm so glad I left the racist, anti-Semitic Labour Party. There's always there's a few kind of ticks he has in his tweets. He always calls Labour Corbyn Labour. No one else does, but Gapes is trying to make it happen. And he always talks about Labour's racist anti-Semitism, as opposed to the other sorts of anti-Semitism that don't have any racial component to them. But there is this very much like he's just trying to convince himself that it was a good idea to leave the party that he's been <sighs> that he was a part of for fifty years. Then he just yeah. flounced out and it's all gone completely tits up. Yeah. Udders yeah. up. 
because of course he's got so many sort of I am Labour, I'm going to stay and fight probably more than anyone else. <laughs> I um, am Labour. <laughs> literally, I am Labour. I am Labour. Get it? And all, you yeah. know, just he's you know, it genuinely sounds like he's just shouting at his phone as he as he tweets. You know, yeah. it gives off that vibe. Very much, I'm never leaving. You know, I will only leave this party when I die, sort of thing. Yeah. And then of course he did, and he just he's airbrushed it out. Speaking of which, oh no, he, he hasn't died, has he? <laughs> Speaking no. of which, like, no, 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 please, no, please tell uh, me. I hope he's no. sad. Uh, okay, 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 good, good. But obviously, he is probably one of the more vocal anti-Stalinist type <laughs> MPs there's ever been. Certainly, given his fucking decades since Stalin died. <laughs> what? What? Hang on, mate. I was just, sorry. I was reading Paul Mason's latest column, and I got the impression that Stalin is alive and well. Yeah, well, this is one revolution you wouldn't have called anyone away to if it was happening. But no, so Mike Gabe's obviously had it for a long time. His Twitter header pictures, basically, as soon as Change UK formed, before they were called Change UK, I think he had one of the press shots of. Various Change UK MPs. Yeah, at a melt rally. Um, yeah, yeah, on at, one of the, at one of their little events. Yeah, I think there was about five of them on there. And then when it came out more recently, which we'll probably get to later, that obviously most of their MPs have, have already distanced themselves and left the party. He immediately replaced it, like immediately within an hour or two, with like a zoomed in version of the same photo that cropped out. <laughs> Two of the... I think it was three or four that he cropped out, actually. Because Juliet and I talked about this in our pub quiz. Let me just find the precise question. After they announced their departure from Change UK, which TIG turncoats did Mike Stalin Gapes crudely crop out of his cover photo on Twitter? And you were right, actually, it was just two. It was Chukar and Munna and Sarah Wollaston. So yeah. for a while, it was just like half of Gapes' head. Yeah, it's like a a half little... of Gapes' head, half of Subri's head, and all of Chris Leslie's terrifying grin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's changed it now, unfortunately. He's got a very um, yeah, it's, it's gone snazzy now. new cover photo, which is just him and the remaining cucks. But, the uh, Leslieist tendency is as one. Yeah, um, it's great, actually. Yeah. He's so dedicated to just losing that he's actually changed his avatar to one with like a West Ham United briefcase or something, <laughs> just to remind you that he essentially supports failing operations in in every aspect of his life <laughs> right over my head there to be honest i'll take your word for it fucking west ham am i right yeah Those guys you, we'll, we'll probably have like two west ham supporting listeners that will be like really disproportionately angry just us. fire uh, on my study <laughs> yeah so i just want to point out that the team i support is so bad that literally every club that anyone might plausibly support count as big club scum and fair game to me so don't take it personally if I slag off your shit football club, uh, <laughs> even though it's entirely deserved and they are shit and you should feel bad, really. Well, there you go. Have that West Ham, you cunts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but I think that we've And also that every team in have. the top three divisions of English football are just big club scum. Absolutely. So, <laughs> moving, I, I will say though, Gapes' love for West Ham is... It, it's, it, it's quite sincere, isn't it? It does it's feel those... like the only yeah. time he's ever happy is when he posts pictures of himself at the Hammers game. <laughs> yeah. The Hammers. Yeah. He comes across like a sort of normal human being, you know? He, he can just not be angry. 
Right, you know, it's minute. just the two hours of his life where he's not angry at Trots, basically, or, or <laughs> what, what he calls Trots, which is literally everyone to yeah. the left of, of Tony Blair. Stalinist Trots. Uh, do, they, do they serve milk at uh, football stadiums? Not under normal circumstances, no. <laughs> Maybe um, when he's there, they make, they make an exception. There's a guy who has a stool at the stadium where West Ham usually play, and Gapes goes along and, and, and he's like, oh, you want the usual, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Gives them a little a, a red and a blue cake on the side. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. It'll be a Mike Gapes stand by the time he's gone, you know? They Stone. don't know what, a, what an asset they have as a celebrity supporter. It's, it's almost as good as when it came out that Osama Bin Laden was an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> that, that is well, another that... commonality between him and Mr. Jeremy Corbyn, of course. Yeah, yeah. Some say that's where he made the connection that led to Seamus Milne commissioning him for comment is free. Mr. Seamus <laughs> Milne. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's true. He was obviously close friends and colleagues with Seamus, with Mr. Seamus Milne. Yeah. So, I mean, let's return to the cook story this tragic tale what happened what went down afterwards did any more candidates get fucking rat fucked or anything did any more massive gaffes transpire we left it too long we should have been doing daily updates really we really should there's almost too much to know i think like i think you need to look at the beforehand with these people the big long build-up for this in the sense that Pretty much as soon as Corbyn got in, the idea of a new centrist party started getting talked about a lot more, particularly after he lasted the first couple of months, and then particularly again once the internal coup failed miserably. Yeah. From that point on, it was constant pieces from all wings of the commentariat, really. Oh, we need a nice new sensible centrist party, a nice moderate Labour party. That group of people, Chucker, Gavin Chucker, they'd been planning this particular breakaway since yep. mid-2017. Yep. Since, would... I think, after the general election or possibly yeah, before. Yeah, but there had been various rumours with various people, some more consistently than others, defecting. It was an open secret that Chucker was yeah. doing it. Everyone knew. There was, yeah. it, it, I mean, it, you know, it was laughable. I think everyone I mean, there was... knew. There Everyone was all knew this... Luciana Berger was going to yeah. leave. There was all this talk about different rich backers having the money to set one up, and they were all arguing about whose empty shell of a party that just had money was going to be the one sort of Simon thing. Simon Franks this. had one, yes. didn't he? The, what was Simon... he, Love Film? Is yeah. Love Film the, still The Love going? Film guy, there was every couple of... No. How has he got so much money? (laughs) I mean, it might be, but how? Like, really? You know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, really. Literally, Netflix killed it overnight. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just like I don't know. Did Love Film not get bought out by Amazon? Oh, well, that's probably, yeah, I, I reckon he got bought out and he's so, got a massive yeah. amount of pile of he, cash he's sitting He's on. a wealthy guy and every couple of months there was a rumour piece that would say he's got loads of money, he's putting the infrastructure in place and so on and then there'd be rumours that the actual MPs that were interested in jumping were more interested in taking a different path to his and yeah. all the egos and so on. And they all, they all didn't like him. Some of them um, knew him back from when he used yeah. to be one of Ed Balls' advisors so when he was Shadow Chancellor which shows you the he, kind of utter shite that Balls surrounded himself with. But yeah, I mean Simon Frank's not a popular figure amongst even the right of the no. Parliamentary Labour Party. And then there were various, inverted commas, grassroots centrist parties that actually did establish in the meantime. 
Renew. Renew. Well, <laughs> that's about as far from grassroots as you can it, you can possibly get. Well, there was what they called the Radical Party UK, who like <laughs> advertising Private Eye and stuff like that, and like the New Statesman and all this. Oh yeah, yeah. They're quite desperate. They follow literally anyone who not only mentions them but who mentions the idea of a new centrist party they come straight in with a fave they go in with a reply and say like oh, why don't you join us you know yeah. um, they follow real but, politic yeah oh, uh, they do pro- no probably probably not <laughs> uh they, we, we, we tweet about new centrist parties quite a lot. They follow my alt, which is Drill316, <laughs> which exists purely for posting, basically to pro-wrestling, what Tom Disso's <laughs> Parliament is to political drill tweets, you know? <laughs> and nothing account, and they follow it. Is this, they're at Radicals UK, and their bio is a pro-tech? No, 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 no. This they're not pro-tech? At, at, at Radical Party UK? They've been around since mid-2016. They have 421 followers. Oh, these guys. Yeah, with the, yeah I've yeah, seen their ads yeah, in you'll, the New Statesman. Yeah, stupid logo. Um, they've got 421 followers. Like, the, the rare yeah. political party, uh, well, that would, like, their standing may be improved if they, they lose uh, followers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, follow, one of their first followers was Paul Mason. <laughs> 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 in amongst like the economist the national secular society electoral reform society and so on and Paul there's just Paul Mason <laughs> and they don't around follow anyone was, else uh... that isn't an organisation for ages <laughs> someone just sent us a picture of Mike Gapes looking kind of sickly in front of a webcam <laughs> <laughs> that's disturbing is he gonna have a leslie grantham moment oh poor gapes i feel I've, to be fair i've as a connoisseur of gapes material on youtube i've seen that clip before and it's one of his video diaries that he did around the time of the referendum and the challenge against corbyn in 2016 so it's vintage gapes yeah mm. the man is a legend so you've got these radical party uk who have failed miserably they're still plugging away i think i'm just gonna have a look <laughs> yeah, they just exist now, occasionally retweeting people like Mike Galsworthy and sort of leftish pro-EU stuff, but mm. they tweet like once a month, they're kind of dead. And then you've got the Radicals, which are a distinct organisation from the Radical Party UK. And they're the They are the party are that were accidentally pro-tech, formed. Pro-Europe, social Probably. liberal movement. Yeah, details to follow. Radicals UK was that you said, yeah. Yeah, did the details follow? The details did not. Well, some of the details did. They were the party that were famously accidentally formed by Jeremy Cliff. <laughs> oh, who, that guy. Yeah, who then very publicly got an obvious bollocking from his bosses. Hang on, you're like a senior editor of The Economist. You shouldn't be endorsing, let alone fucking forming an entirely new political party like in your spare time. Certainly not without running past us first. So they launched on the evening of 17th of October 2017. They set up their website within hours. Okay. Jeremy Cliff took the opportunity to boost one of his weird lists of policies that he does. It's like, if you think of a parody of just some sort of harmless but completely out of touch policy wonk type, 
that yeah. doesn't really understand that you need to sell policies to people. Uh, uh, he to did, he, to, he I, published that list of his top 20 policies or something, yeah. and they were all ridiculous yeah. shit, like, some uh, of them are like move, uh, move Parliament uh, yeah. to Berlin or something. <laughs> it's yeah. all just some of them are specific and achievable. It's like immediately guarantee the rights of all EU citizens in Britain. Right, oh, that's obvious is, yeah. what it means, that's topical. Commit to staying in the single market, okay, that's obvious what you want. Yeah. Okay, expand the catapult network and allow it to spin out private companies. What? Okay, right. <laughs> Split England into city-states and devolve domestic powers to them. Literally, yeah. to build a wall around London to keep all the Brexiteers <laughs> out. Sort of absolute fucking nonsense all these hashtag dickheads bang on about. This right? is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Share Trident, brackets, <laughs> and its costs he's, with he's Germany. He's done several of his lists, so you've actually got a different one up, but he does these all the time. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, I just hadn't spotted one. Yeah, yeah, Share yeah. Trident and its costs with Germany and work with Germany towards multilateral disarmament. Um, but I just love, you know. Germany always... allowed nuclear weapons now. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> Germany particularly care about that. Do, do Not to the extent that we yeah. do. Not to <laughs> like, the extent like, that hey, we do. Germany, like, you want to share uh, our nukes? Or like, um, yeah, uh, I, we just have this weird I, thing here where a lot of otherwise quite nice woolly centre-left type people actually also just really want to fuck a nuclear submarine in a way <laughs> yeah. that doesn't fit with any of their other stated positions and priorities. Yeah, it's very I don't odd. Um, think Germany really has that or maybe perhaps they've gone through that phase already very publicly. I mean, here it is just, you know, the dichotomy of centrism in one policy. Abolish the immigration cap. And introduce ID cards, paving the way for a sensible, <laughs> sensible immigration, immigration regime. regime. <laughs> yeah, I like, like it's it. got it all. It's got ID cards, yeah. sensible, the ominous-sounding regime. Yeah, <laughs> like, it also doesn't rule out a lot of different anti-immigration measures they could use to still yeah. keep tons of people out. Um, but it's got the nice-sounding liberal policy of abolishing the cap. Which is yeah. a Labour policy, if I recall. They've got some good comic timing on the later ones. Obviously, there's a lot of debate around High Speed 2, HS2, whether we should keep going with that. He says we should accelerate construction of High Speed 2. He's obviously very pro that. We should also immediately greenlight HS3, Crossrail yeah. 2 and Crossrail 3. Launch planning for HS4, HS5, Crossrail 4 and Crossrail 5. He Fuck doesn't know hell. what these are. He doesn't know where they're <laughs> going to go from or to. He just wants big fucking numbers and fast trains everywhere. Bear like, with me, guys, but I've just, got some. I've got something radical yeah. for you. I got some. This is some radical. They all go shit. to Brussels. They all go straight to fucking Brussels, man. <laughs> this, is, this is the most radical thing you'll hear for you'll hear all, all week possibly, which is how long I believe these centrist parties tend to last. This, yeah. this, this is so radical. Okay, Crossrail six. Possibly even fuck seven, eight. Not the world is our oyster in terms of the crossrails and the HSs. He's already talking about changing the green belt. Just fucking crossrails everywhere, you know. <laughs> like the original boom age of rail, where they were just building full <laughs> railway lines to go down to the shops and stuff. Yeah, just do that. Um, um, he's also got introduced PR. Of course, I remain yeah. opposed to PR because I think Lib Dems are cunts. And <laughs> that's pretty much a noble it. position. Yeah, the Brexit party as well, whatever. Mainly the Lib Dems. <laughs> Should we maybe move on from Jeremy Cliff and the radicals? Yeah, I think uh, the important point there is everything we've talked on so far about him happened between 17th and 18th of October 2017. Yeah. The party went dormant on the 19th of October 2017. <laughs> 
their final tweet was we are going to be talking about Radicals UK on BBC Five Live shortly and probably on Daily Politics at 12.32 and then nothing. Silence. Coming on for two years now, just nothing. Yeah, although somebody did join Twitter in October 2017 called The Real Radicals. At Real Radicals UK, we are the Real Radicals, the UK's original and best centrist party. Hashtag ideas quake. They are following one person who is Richard Osman. uh... The pin tweet is amazing. It is the famous Richard Osman tweet on a t-shirt. And their followers are all hard left trolls like Repeater Books and McDonald's former economic advisor James Meadway. So, yeah, I'm not sure that was a real centrist party there. I think Simon Hedges literally said that. The most recent photo they've posted is just an Instagram photo of Dan Fox looking happy. And they've captioned it with, let's have a tech rich. Sir, no Brexit for me, sir. Sir, 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 (laughs) sir. So I think... There's no doubt that they are still, in fact, to date, the most successful centrist party there's been. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it was tech, it was young people, it was crowdsourcing, it was exciting while it lasted. Um, yeah. Were there any other new centrist parties, actually, in that time? Renewed, I think there might have been one or two more, but even more obscure still. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got people that weren't really centrist parties, but they were trying to brand themselves like one. Like, they relaunched an entirely separate SDP, for example, trying yeah, to sort yeah, of well, VS in portray themselves spiked, as one. I think. Yeah, they're basically, yeah. like, Blue Labour, but worse again, like... Yeah, they probably uh, started just standing down candidates and endorsing the Brexit party now, much like the Green Party are doing with the Lib Dems. Pricks. (laughs) Fucking, there's a publicly announcing, like, we're not going to run against the Lib Dems in this Welsh constituency that we didn't run in last time either because we've got no support (laughs) base there and we'd lose our deposit, you know? Yeah. So they they just actually really wanted to put out a press release saying the Lib Dems are good. That's (laughs) that's all they've done. Get this, Michael John Gapes tweeted this four minutes ago. Just got back from London. Well, I'll do it in the voice. Just got back from London after a great day in Manchester with at for change underscore now activists and candidates encouraging and inspiring discussions on future activities and organisational and policy development of our party. Thank you to all who attended. I'm looking at that photo. Have they had their annual conference and not told us? Because there's like <laughs> two dozen people there. That is the biggest Change UK event I've ever seen. Well, because there was that great one that, like, you know, Owen Jones made big hay out of it at the time. It was, uh, yeah. that there was a picture of Gapes doing a, 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 a rally. Oh, this is a high rise photo, man. I'm zooming in. And there was nobody fucking there. There was like five fucking haggard looking people in the front row, or like the second row. And that was it. There's and a yeah, lot of... Oh, Gapes' face just pointing out in the, put in the second row. There's Leslie right at the front. I think that's Soob's there along towards the left of the picture. There's a guy at the back with his head turned sideways laughing. If you zoom in, he looks uncannily like John Woodcock. But I don't <laughs> think it is. Yeah, they, they're not inviting Woodcock to that. There's about four people that look exactly like Tony Robinson and could plausibly <laughs> be it. 
there's two non-white people there. No, three, four, four, even, four, and uh, but, well, okay, possibly so, five, possibly yeah. five. That's that's not bad for Change UK. Okay, yeah, no, sorry, it's, it's we, in Manchester, so I don't think any of them have met Norum already. For example, you know? <laughs> yeah. we have really taken the wrong angle with this because I think what we're witnessing now is the resurgence of Change UK, much like the Lib Dems experience for around two days at the European elections. They're There's back. about two people there that could plausibly be called young people. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like conservative party ratios of young members. Really. <laughs> There's a bloke there who looks in a fucking uh, like open necked shirt who looks like fucking Kenny Loggins or like some yacht rock singer from LA I in the late 70s. I can learn to understand you much better if I can get familiar with the way you talk. Oh, God. I need I, your permission to uh, help. Uh, no, shut up. Sorry, I accidentally got the... I can learn to... Uh, understand you much better thing on my computer coming up but yeah that was a very funny joke on my part Geraint laughed that would just possibly be an automated voice on the computer talking about that what I was going to do was get paint up so I could send you this bloke <laughs> there's a woman with looks like a sweatshirt on that's just got a map of Europe on it it looks like it's one they've just sort of google image searched up <laughs> Yeah, it's not even the flag, it's, just no. a really Cause it's like all, map. Yeah, because all, all the countries are different colours on it and stuff. It's not like there's a big EU map with an EU logo. It's just Europe, and a picture of Europe. It's like clip art. Oh, man, there's a bloke there who looks kind of like Nate from Trash Future. Sorry, Nate, I, I don't mean to, I, mean, I won't say who it is. But... Do we know that it isn't? <laughs> he could be there, like, undercover for the show, maybe. Check your DMs, because I've just sent you a picture of uh, Kenny Loggins slash Michael McDonald. And there's some guy with a really weird facial expression, like, right next to him. Again, apart from the couple of MPs, I don't know who any of them are, no. but I would put money on at least two of them having been published music writers in the 90s and early noughties. Yeah. <laughs> Just mathematically, you go to any centrist gathering, it's inevitable, isn't it? There's a very tall and frightening-looking man who I reckon is Jake Wilde from the hardline neoconservative blog, Megarasites. I'm going to send you the, the guy I oh, think is Jake word. Wilde. Yeah. The tallest guy there. Like, he's towering yeah. above Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they relaunched The X-Files, there was an episode with quite a bad episode with a monster in it that looked like him and that's, that's just all I can since I saw that part of the photo but I mean I think we should basically explain what happened in Change UK prior to their recent resurgence yeah today so basically like shit just started getting a bit rough for them didn't it they, they, they initially think... they even they polled in one poll at like 12% yeah but then... that, was, that was like the first one wasn't it yeah uh, a couple <laughs> of the first ones had them up 8, 9 I mean in one case 12% but that was after two, three days of just constant, hey, Change UK, isn't it great, you know? Yeah. They, they finally pulled the trigger and, and went wow, up to they've Corbyn. Gone to, you know? They fucking focus-grouped what restaurant to go to and gone to Nando's and they're all fucking smiling. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I'm going to write an article fucking in The Guardian. <laughs> With retrospect, the famous Nando's photo was the act of hubris that brought it all crumbling down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was very angry about it at the time. In retrospect, <laughs> very, very funny. It was a good night on Twitter with just everybody doing that forensic analysis of what cynical yeah. bastards they were. <laughs> Every uh, aspect and, and of the photo. James Ball did come in and correct everyone that Nando's is, you know, it is the best 
polling. It polls best as the most relatable eating establishment, apparently. And uh, <laughs> which the I took as comes through again. Yeah, I took as confirmation that they definitely focus grouped where they were going to eat. So Maybe that's why Ball was so bitter about them eventually, and why he deleted all his tweets, like as if he was going to be announced as a candidate. Yeah. Maybe he did some data work for them <laughs> yeah. and thought part of the deal was that he was going to be like number three on one of the lists. <laughs> that's or probably something. why they fucked up so bad. And then like, just, like, he doesn't might be... shit at data. I... They probably had James Ball doing their fucking vetting. <laughs> That's why they fucked it up so much. Because, yeah, it was announced. Like, it all started coming out, basically. Heidi Allen revealed that... Because they got got fucking rat-fucked in the European elections. No one voted for them. And um, then Heidi Allen was like, yeah, basically we hired a private company. Because we have no party infrastructure, we hired a private company to vet our candidates over, like, two days. And we did some of the vetting ourselves as well, which is probably why they were just like they were going through just like gapes this person seems fine to me they've searched for Seamus Milne in their tweets yeah no pro Seamus Milne content no pro Stalin content they're fine give them a thumbs up yeah yeah. <laughs> that's all the priority was so yeah they basically got a lot of criticism for how badly they vetted their candidates and how they had yeah. just been a load of them off really really quickly yeah I mean um, we we're talking about them doing badly in the European elections I yeah. just want to highlight because I was reminded when I was trying to find uh, Francis Wheatman tweet earlier I was reminded that in the northeast they came bottom of the vote with 4% below UKIP below the Conservatives <laughs> and Greens who also didn't do very well okay Four percent in the northeast. That four percent, had it gone to the Lib Dems instead, would have got the Lib Dems a seat that ended up going to Labour. <laughs> yeah, because I was furious about that. I misread it and thought that they'd made a difference and subtracted enough from the Labour vote for a Lib Dem got in. When I realised it was the other way round, I was yeah. like. Man, Change UK are awesome. Frances Wheatman did more that night for Labour than she ever did as a fucking Labour councillor. It's <laughs> Come amazing. Come Frances, we salute you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't have a good night, did they? Uh, like, I don't think Gavin Esler won either, like their celebrity candidate. I don't think no one did Johnson well. won. Was it during or just after the elections, Rachel Johnson did that interview where she basically said the leadership of the party was shit. Oh, no, and Heidi Allen, the leader of the party, before the European elections... Yeah. I think which Rachel Johnson was... was about the same time as well. Yeah, yeah. for which Allen was publicly criticised by her colleague Anna Soubry and, of course, her successor as leader of Change UK. <laughs> she basically said, Heidi Allen, then leader that people should go off and vote for, like, other parties, like the Lib Dems or the Greens, if they, like, if it would result in a pro-Remain vote. So I think there was a bit of consternation amongst the Change UK tribalists, such as Subri, Gapes, um, about that, you know? And, yeah, sure enough, how many days was it after the European election that Change UK called the so-called crunch meeting? A couple of weeks, I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't long, was it? The sort of time span of failure all sort of merged into one shortly before the elections, I think. Yeah. Because at that point, it was just daily humiliation, and it was brilliant. Yeah, very good. It was, it was it, yeah. Obviously, the upshot of that is they lost most of their MPs, but it seems to be, like... It's, it's through the whole history of the party, even down to when it was just being planned behind the scenes. You know, the fact that they haven't got a policy platform obviously has been a big thing. Mm. They didn't even really have a concrete, let's stop Brexit type policy, which was 
the whole sort of driving force of why everyone was framing it like we need a new centrist party they didn't really even have that and the platform if you like was like 95 percent we don't like jeremy corbyn and about five percent stop brexit you know yeah or, or soft brexit you know it was a bit muddled but yeah their whole thing is we don't like jeremy corbyn and you're like well that's kind of also conservative party policy let alone <laughs> lib dem policy and then everyone is Labour. green party and about, policy like, yeah. and all your mates you just left behind in the plp for example as well yeah you know? yeah labor like, policy in many cases yeah a lot of people from columnists to sort of centrist members of the public to like hard remainers they're all gonna sit and watch them slag off corbyn and been nodding along yeah good 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 to hear someone say it that's not gonna make them go out and vote for this party when no. there's other parties doing the same they didn't really do a manifesto or anything like that, did they? They had a few sort of vague discussion type things. And then in terms of concrete policies, there was that really weird one that Shukar Amuna announced shortly before leaving the party, possibly to sabotage his party on the way out. I'm looking forward to Mr. Seamus Milne's new concrete policy, which will just involve attaching concrete to centrists' feet and throwing them in a river. <laughs> <laughs> The Stalinist left, you know how it is. But yeah, it all came falling apart, didn't it? They had a meeting about where they were going to go from the European elections. And I think that the majority of their MPs kind of said, well, nowhere. (laughs) This has clearly been a terrible mistake. We've really fucked this up. Our parties aren't going to let us back in now. So literally, we think we should maybe just call this a day and become independent MPs again. Yeah. Again, if you look at what actually united all these MPs when they'd had their big launch and had loads of them joining and everything, in terms of what united them, it was, we don't like Jeremy Corbyn and also our own constituency parties don't like us in most yeah. cases. You know? Especially the Tory um, ones. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. not, not to downplay how unpopular the formerly Labour ones were with their grassroots. Yeah, but there was obviously it's not a huge amount of talent within them as a group, but also no. there was a fair amount of egos there. And I think with hindsight, oh, well, it's yeah. become obvious that there was a big battle the whole time for the soul of the party between the absolute titans of politics, Chucker and Munner. And Chris Leslie. Yeah, those two, because they always Ball. seemed so yeah. simpatico, didn't they? They pretty much wrote The Observer together for the last two years or so. Uh, <laughs> like, you open it up, it's like, oh, this is what Chuck is saying, this is what Chris is saying, what's anyone else say? Oh, it doesn't say. Yeah, mm. they, to see this kind of division, it's, re- it's really kind of heartbreaking to those of us who've closely yeah. followed the centrist movement in the UK for the last couple of years. Because, like, these guys have been... The Titans, they've been the guys who have been at the forefront of the people's vote movement, using it to try and set up the infrastructure for a new party. So now to see them not be able to work together in this new party that they've finally been managed to set up, very sad. Yeah. Um, But who went with who, basically? Because it was a messy split. People had to pick sides. Yeah, so obviously the Leslieist tendency is one. They are now what is now <laughs> the, the independent group for change, I think, at the time yeah, we started recording this anyway. They, they, the time... they, they did rename themselves after this, yeah. By the time this airs, they'll be called something different again. <laughs> yeah, no um, doubt. So it's the big three, if you like, remaining. <laughs> Leslie, Gapes and Subes. Um, yeah, big beasts. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Veteran politicians. The people that are going to stop Brexit, according to the most gullible people in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. They've also got Anne Coffey yeah. with them. And, like, and coffee. Can I have Anne yeah. Coffee, please? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Joan Ryan as well. Yeah, uh, Joan Ryan, it. yeah. That's it, it's those five. They're led by Soobs. Yeah. 
They've kept those five, and then they have lost Heidi Allen. Uh, Gavin Shooker, who was the original yeah. organizer for the new centrist party, like he hosted all the fucking yep. like barbecues or whatever. I, I don't know, like prayer nights, whatever. Gavin Shooker likes to get up to where they started planning the original stuff. Probably yeah. funded by various shady right wing Christian groups, you know, as, <laughs> yeah. as most most things relating to his office are. Yeah, yeah, um, the, the guys who invest in the yep. kids smacking charities that Tom Disso has investigated. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, those kind of guys. Uh, they took. Shooker, Ramona with him initially. He, of course, has, has moved on his own to the Lib Dem since. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, there, there's now sort of three contingents yeah. <laughs> the, yes. who've gone from the party. People were saying, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Heidi Allen and Sarah Wollaston are in the Lib Dems within uh, a couple of days. Well, I don't think they have actually joined them yet, have they? No one else other than Joko Ramona has joined Joker, in a different party yet. He pipped them to the post, yeah. So yeah. Within... Luciana Berger, Angela Smith, Sarah Wollaston, all still independent, Heidi Allen. <laughs> Angela Smith, yeah. Right. Who's well, going to be coming calling for Angela Smith? Like, hi, Angela. Uh, you know, ha- do you reckon you could, like, maybe... If you join our party and increase our numbers in Parliament... I mean, come on, that's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. Save for racism for a couple of days. There's loads of people ringing up Angela Smith on a daily basis. There's Affinity Water, there's Northumbrian Water, there's Wessex <laughs> Water, there's Water UK, Future Water Association, uh, Anglia Water... Water UK is her own new centrist party. The Plastic Group, GemServe... <laughs> And Coca-Cola Enterprises Limited. So actually, she's really popular, and you should be ashamed of yourself for suggesting otherwise. Well, those just all the main water companies in the UK, private they, ones, obviously. They are all the people who fund the all-party parliamentary water group. Um, <laughs> she and her husband okay, were also yeah. treated to football matches and dinner three times by White House Construction, which oh, is wow. a subcontractor to Anglican Water. And a it's member not, of not the Donald Future Trump's construction company. <laughs> Sorry, but, but they, no, they do water to stuff as well then okay i want to know what team it was probably one of the sheffield teams but it would be so funny now, if it was west ham just as like a sort of changes uk away day <laughs> so now you've got the independent group for change you've got chukka and in the lib dems you've got the just a set of independent mps and of course you've got water uk angela smith's new project so really you've got this movement it's kind of like when the original lineup of the birds split up and out of that lineup you've got crosby stills and nash you've got the flying burrito brothers you've got godson and clark and of course the later iterations of the birds themselves it's kind of like that they've all splintered off into all these different directions but every Every one of them will have something that they can take further and really kind of expand our political horizons. Yeah, definitely. It'll be mind expanding in some way or other. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually a new political grouping that has risen Phoenix-like from the ashes of Change UK, the independent group. It is called... I've already forgotten. I think it's just the Independents... It was announced this morning. It's not a party. They've called it a cooperative. It consists of Gavin Shooker, the organising maestro, Luciana Berger, Heidi Allen, and the water industry's own Angela Smith. Plus, and a big star has joined them here, John Woodcock. And Woodcock has, interestingly enough, announced that, of course, he was suspended from the Labour Party for alleged sexual harassment. And Woodcock has said that he has submitted himself to the independent complaints process 
of the new grouping that he has just set up. So that's all cleared up. The logo as well, the black yeah, and white Yeah, they've stripes. still got the same logo. Yeah. They were all waving it about in the picture that we were looking at, taken today. Which is great, because it's so shit. Like, how have they yeah. not changed that yet? They used fucking Comic Sans in some of their original stuff, didn't they? It was on the side yes. of the bus. Yes, and someone figured out the logo was the same one they use on prepackaged Greg's toasted sandwiches that you <laughs> give them to heat up when you pay for them. Yeah, I saw some other company. Uh, it just popped up as a promoted tweet on my timeline, and their logo was just, like, three straight lines. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the company was. Adidas. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think it was Adidas. It, it was like some tech nobodies, I reckon. It's tech. It's exciting. It's young people. It's crowdsourcing. That, that would be very change UK, wouldn't it? Just to be like, well, let's see what the startups are using as uh, their logos. That's uh, where it's all <laughs> happening at the moment. Oh, and naturally, in a big fucking puff piece interview in the Guardian, Chucker did in a quite in-depth metaphor compare starting the party to starting a startup. I think Gavin Shuka is just really into Black Flag. <laughs> yeah, of course there is a great similarity between the Black Flag logo and the logo that Change UK picked. Um, it's all gone very quiet, hasn't it? You know, I think yeah. the difference between the two tendencies, if you like, is that the press seemed convinced until the last couple of months that Shuka Amuna was a brilliant communicator. Yeah. Whereas a low... He's rated quite highly by some weird melts. No one's ever said that about Chris Leslie. I'm afraid. No, no, I don't think so. Well, Chris Leslie, to you or I, he just seems astonishingly right wing. The way the most, that yeah, the way he's such a Thatcherite. Just he seems to but he's really sort of quietly, boringly right wing. Just oh, in yeah, the background, he... being yeah, like... absolutely. But to you or I, it just seems yeah. like hang on. No, this guy really does not support any kind of left-wing economic yeah. policy. But you get, like, Heather Stewart at The Guardian, their political editor, and it's just like, oh, yeah, he doesn't... Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, and of course, this guy is a natural Labour man. It's very strange that he is no longer in the Labour Party. I listened to The Guardian's autopsy of Change UK, which they did as a podcast. Why do you keep subjecting yourself to this shit, man? It was rubbish. It was really rubbish. But what I thought was great was that they specifically said... Change UK, they started doing all their rallies around the country, and they said that uh, despite the barnstorming rhetoric of their MPs, Chukaramuna, Anna Subri, and Mike Gapes, <laughs> they, they cited Gapes as one of well, the best orators in Cup. They said that it's some of them. you know? It's, yeah, it uh, is true, it's true. It's, it's fires a, up the a, a barn full of cows. They said that, you know, some of them were even embarrassing. Of course, the most embarrassing moment cited by The Guardian was Joan Ryan's infamous It's in your hands piece of dazzling oratory. Which, you know, well, why not make this the third episode in a row in which we've included that clip that Tom made. Can you, can you just look at your hands, please? Just look at your hands. Please. And you have the milk that is taken from cows in the south and taken from cows in the north, put together in the same factory, and then it is mixed together with whiskey and it comes out as milk. 
Okay, just a bit of audio description for listeners at home. As I'm sure you can guess, Mike Gapes just appeared there in the hands. He fades out when he finishes talking and is replaced by a carton of milk. And any second now, there's a Mike Gapes jump scare with some squirty milk, or is it? And I just love that, but it's never occurred to them that Mike Gapes is an embarrassing figure. Like, oh, oh, he's he's very competent. You need someone to rile up the grassroots, you know, fire him up a bit, warm yeah. him up for the, the main event. So you might get someone like, I don't know, John McDonald might fulfill that function at a lot of major labour events in the sense that he's sort of, he's got... A, a bit more fire to his speech than a lot of the other big name left Labour people. Yeah. Gapes is that on the right. He doesn't <laughs> worry about coherence or <laughs> about sort of Plant the acorn. <laughs> sounding Plant nice for the, the sketch writers. He we just want wants to uh, plant the seed that <laughs> grows from an acorn into a big tree. <laughs> to plant the seed that grows from an acorn into a big tree. He just wants to yell about (laughs) Stalin, and he wants to yell about nuclear war, and he wants to yell about Russia. And Mr Seamus Milne, in my opinion, has been dissembling and attempting to divert attention from the real cause and the real culprits, which is the Putin regime in Moscow. And... What few people would count as Change UK's possible base, they want to hear people yell about these things because that's what they yell out the door at the end of the weekend when custody rights over and the kids go back to the, the ex-wife, you know? <laughs> They're the same people, essentially. The brain poisoning works the same way. Remember a few months ago there was a big threat that, you know, if Corbyn didn't do whatever Tom Watson wanted, then Mm -hmm. a load more MPs were going to leave and join change. 130, wasn't it? Was the number quoted or something stupid? A large number of MPs, 70 or something? Yeah, it was loads anyway. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen now, is it? So, uh, you know, I think Tom Watson... Are you suggesting that Tom Watson might have been bluffing? Well, all right, Kevin Schofield. Like, I know know Tom Watson is always a bastion of utter sincerity, but... uh, Straight-talking, honest (laughs) politics. Absolutely. But no, I, you know, I think that Mr. Watson may have had to recalibrate his strategy somewhat. And, uh, and I think that strategy is just basically banging on about the EU all the time like an enormous melt. So I heard he got his figures from just loading up his old baggy MP last FM account and seeing how many MPs he had like good or higher compatibility with and be like, yeah, they'll all join me if I go. That's the approach to data that he uses. <laughs> so yeah i mean like a minute ago we were talking about gapes weren't we what were we talking about before you got onto tom watson about about gapes and something i want to know his, what... his sort of tub thumping fire up the base that sounds like absolute ridiculous nonsense to literally anyone else you know yeah yeah of course yeah a- absolutely but a guardian journalist will be listening to it and be like sounds regular <laughs> to me but more um, than that it's the people like your fucking your jimmy sex and your falcon maltesers they love gapes because it's <laughs> His obsessions are their obsessions. Eddie Marson. And he just gets straight to the point with his bullshit, you know? Marson even tweeted, I love Mike Gates, famously. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think what I was trying to get to by talking about the Guardian podcast on Change UK, its tragic decline, is that, you know, they had the easiest possible ride 
from the media. People who just don't notice if you do ridiculous things and you have centrist politics. It just seems normal. And then if the civil service brief the press that, oh yeah, Jeremy Corbyn is too ill to take office and Corbyn is like angry about this and is like the civil service are trying to undermine the opposition... Then the journalists are like, oh, that's fucking mental. What is this crank talking about? But if some centrist is just like, milk, cake, big red <laughs> cherries, elephants, then they're just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. adds up. <laughs> so, so they had that yeah. massive advantage and they just fucking pissed it away. They've absolutely blown what was an enormous opportunity yeah, for but a I more mean, competent set of melts. Could they have done well in the different circumstances or if they had done I'm things differently? Well. I'm not they sure. They could have done better than they've done, possibly. Like, before there was a big-name new centrist party and just the little tiny ones instead, whenever it was floated, particularly after the Smith coup was a disaster, the reaction certainly on Twitter from like the entire left was just like, go on then, okay. Please, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hurry exactly. Up. Yeah, Hurry. we were like, well, fuck off then, do it. <laughs> well, why, why not just join the Lib Dems, you know, save the effort? Yeah. And it was obvious that they were going to get a big launch and yet another sort of angle of tanks on Labour's lawn and so on. But I think they've done even worse than the low expectations we all had of them, in the yeah. sense that I thought they'd maybe take a few percent off the Lib Dems, which I suppose they did for a few days, and <laughs> keep that, and then you'd have like two parties getting 5% instead of the Lib Dems recovering to about 10% and staying there. But you didn't even really get that. I don't think they were ever really going to be growing the the sort of liberal centre-right type vote share. But yeah. even then you thought with the amount of FBPE accounts and that, they might have gained a little bit just from rabidly anti-Brexit types. But they haven't even succeeded on that measure. Well, there's a by-election coming up where Change UK have announced that tragically they are not standing. Uh, and it was similar for a recent oh. by-election. The Peterborough by-election, they wanted to run a kind of centre unity candidate in that, that the Lib Dems and the Green Party, who are obviously a centrist party now, and other melts would get behind. And then I think Femi... From the, yes. uh, from the various melt groups, mainly our future, our choice, like the king of yep. AstroTurf, basically. He was apparently really worried that Labour's vote would go down significantly in those cases, so he and other Remainers decided it, a Labour victory would be preferable, and Change UK was so pissed about this. They were kind of like, this is sectarianism or something. Gates was very angry. Obviously, I see him as the kind of sole spokesman for Change UK, so when I hear Change UK statements, they're in Mike Gates' voice. I mean, obviously, that was a perfect storm, really, in that you almost expected one of the centrist parties to or the Brexit party to win the seat on the basis that Labour had with hindsight fucked up with the candidate choice and since she was convicted as well, since losing the whip she's been making statements that she wouldn't have made as a Labour MP in terms of like LGBT rights and stuff. Which oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, made her look even more of a dubious figure. And then obviously they were going through all the old tweets of Lisa Forbes, the new candidate they put up, some of which were, as is often the case, massively over-egged, taken out of context and that. Why the fuck are people not vetting the social media of candidates before they're announced? They still held the seat despite that. But in the end, Change UK, whatever they were called that week, did not stand. Okay. So they well, didn't they, put someone they up. They weren't happy about it. 
Yeah, so it was the Greens put someone up and the Lib Dems put someone up and Renew put someone up as well. <laughs> so, so it wasn't a sort of Remain Alliance type setup. Shit turned out on it. Labour got 10,484 votes, just about held on from the Brexit party. You got 9,801. Conservatives for 7243. And then you've got a massive saying... fall off. Lib Dems got 4,000 votes. Oh, Green's got a thousand on top of that, so you're still looking at fourth if they run alongside each other. Yeah. Uh, you've then got the SDP with Patrick O'Flynn, the incredibly right-wing former Daily Express deputy editor and uh, <laughs> and ex-UKIP uh, press uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, I know this guy from yeah. UKIP. Yeah, I yeah. remember when he was in UKIP. He's a massively unpleasant crank, but he's yeah, probably, yeah, he probably, he was probably still the least reprehensible wing of UKIP by like, <laughs> the faintest praise ever heard. He yeah. got 135 votes. Ooh. Renew came 13th with 45 votes. Didn't so, Renew kind of subsume themselves into Change UK? Yes, well, I think they did, but they also stood in this election. Maybe uh, their thing is because Change UK weren't standing, they could stand or something? Because I think that they basically, Renew realised when Change UK were set up, it, they were like, it okay, wound the up, game's it up. It wound up its European election campaign to support Change UK instead. Yeah. But it looks like, despite what was reported, they didn't actually wind up the party. Oh. They didn't actually stop the party and merge, although it was very much announced like they had. They've also purged their Wikipedia of any mention of that guy who was getting mad press attention before the last general election. You know, the one with the interesting career history. Which one? The the one that's blatantly MI6. Oh, okay, yeah, well. <laughs> that could refer to so many luminaries of the extended new centrist party family, of which we are all part. They've stalled him out of the records. <laughs> There's a lad who got five votes in this. He stood as an independent with Bobby Smith, and he had his own Wikipedia article. Oh, that sounds interesting, right? Yeah. Five votes he got. <laughs> Bobby Smith is a British political and father's rights activist. He is the founder and leader of the Give Me Back Elmo party, what? which he set up to seek to change the law in family courts after his own experiences. Oh, great. He, he, used so... to, he used to appear and like, challenge David Cameron in public and stuff, dressed as Elmo. I can't really think of a more quintessentially centrist background than that other than MI5 itself or PR. It's only the fact that it shows he was born in London and he's, he's British that's convinced me he's a different guy from the famously really anti-Semitic Elmo guy who goes around the Central Park in New York. <laughs> Loads of YouTubes going around about this guy and he's dressed as Elmo, but like every day he gets, seems to get in a shouting match with people, like his head off and just yelling. A lot of them were anti-Semitic, but there was other slurs as well. <laughs> There's something maybe about Sesame Street characters bringing them into politics it's just not a good combination brings out the worst in people yeah <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for like fucking oscar the grouch to turn up on fucking spiked online or something man <laughs> yeah yeah that, that wouldn't surprise me at this juncture so change uk well is there anything more to say about these guys uh, there's infinite amount to say about them but does it even need to be said at this point really <laughs> i mean they, i was looking i was looking they failed something. on every single measure yeah the, the, the lib dems were absolutely in the gutter for years and mm. they've wiped the floor with change uk simply by having some semblance of a party infrastructure 
Yeah, you could argue that Change UK <sighs> have brought the Lib Demers back just by being so inept that they've forced <sighs> people of that political persuasion to reckon with the reality that there yeah. already is a centrist party and they may not be all that, but, you know, they're probably the best that those people have got at the moment. Because you just said I was too right-wing You just said that we were right too right-wing I am a subscriber to New Statesman magazine And my favourite Charlie and Charlie and Green I am a melt I am a Tory Don't talk with Jess Especially Diane Abbott Not that I'm racist or anything I'm really scared of Brexit But there's one thing I fear more When the hard left folks come knocking at my door I am a melt I am a Tory And a melt always melts. And Corbyn supports ISIS. Um, but I mean, I don't. The Lib Dem vote's not going to hold up at all. I hate them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, anyway, one final note. Let's wrap up after this. But I've just been looking at the Dairy All Party Parliamentary Group, which at Femme Socialist, Snark Maiden, a Twitter follower of ours, just sent us the link. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, so there is a whole milk APPG. I looked at who's actually in it. Yeah. Sadly, our, our man is not in there. But I can tell you who is in there. Please. One of his... Oh, fuck, no, she's not one of his closest allies. Angela Smith is in there. <laughs> one of his... I... Friendship actually, ended rep... with Angela Smith. Yeah. No, actually, Anna Super rep... is my best friend. Yeah, a represent... <laughs> well, he's still friends with Anne Coffey, to be fair, who I frequently get confused with Angela Smith. But yeah, um... <laughs> so yeah, no, now a representative of a different Cucktig faction is actually manning the all-party parliamentary group for dairy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> gotta be a Gabe's this takeover at some point, hasn't there? Oh, absolutely. This tanks on the Mike Gabe's lawn. Come on, Mike. What? I can't believe he's not involved in that. Really, yes. really, really disappointing. Yeah, well, he gets no support from Labour anymore and getting on these parliamentary groups. It's, uh, That's true. Oh, I, just, actually, just because that... he quit the party in the midst of spending <laughs> several years slagging off the party with every public utterance, yeah. they want to get him removed off these committees for one of their own MPs. Well, actually, it's, it's the hard left Stalinist factionism again. That was really one of the great Change UK things that we forgot to touch on. Yeah, so Gapes, many of them. <laughs> yeah, Gapes progressively getting kicked out of every organisation yeah. he's ever joined. Gapes facing the, the bare minimum consequences of very publicly leaving a political party in a deliberate attempt to damage that political party. Yeah, I mean, he got declared too much of a melt for the Fabian Society. Yeah. He got kicked off various APPGs where Labour were entitled to have a representative. And it's quite funny as well that the people Mm. he got replaced with are like complete slugs like Conor McGinn. (laughs) But because they haven't resigned the Labour whip, I guess like Corbyn was like, hey, yeah, fucking hell, why not? Like, stick Conor McGinn on whatever the fuck committee gates. 
It was like the Foreign Policy Committee. <laughs> Mike Gapes, like, with his, like, literally evil foreign policy. Literally views. replace <laughs> him with any old cunt just to pour salt in the wound a bit. Uh, sorry, let's clarify. That was a metaphor. Actually pouring salt on slugs causes him a lot of pain, and I would never endorse oh, such yeah. violent rhetoric. No, you couldn't do it. Mr. Couldn't Spooner. Do it yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not a game of knife and spooner we're having here. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, should we wrap up? Because this is going to be a hell of a fucking yeah. lot to edit. It will be two episodes. That obviously, I'm not going to do this in one go. Do the same but, as before. Is it like a main one and then a yeah, tangents one? So. <laughs> yeah, I might build them differently. But yeah, maybe a shorter one with like Farron and James Bloodworth, and a longer one that's just kind of cut, 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 fuck. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so tonight I stated that our intentions were to get our dicks out. And piss on the grave of Change UK. Do you feel we've accomplished this task? I think they've done so themselves, but we've just sort of what, added to it. We're, not not yeah, so our, no, I not I our dicks. Okay, I got what you're Those dicks. Yeah, they've, they've not got that sort of power over us or anyone. But yeah, I think we've added to the self-inflicted wounds that are many. We sank the knife in when they were already yeah. at low ebb. Exactly. At every opportunity. Yeah. Also like before that, even. Yeah. Yeah. The brief high ebbs, we were still sticking the knife in every five minutes. But yeah, and of course we'd already done the work on Gapes and Leslie before they even set up the party. Yeah, Shuka to an extent as well, and Smith. Yeah. To an extent, all of them really, <laughs> as if we've never slagged off Chukar on this show. Yeah. He's probably come up hundreds of times. It's just like that cunt Chukar and Mana. Yeah, but he <laughs> he had some sort of profile anyway. The rest really didn't. They're just fairly obscure figures to everyone that isn't extremely online. Yeah, like that was their day in the sun, really, wasn't it? It's over, finished, as Gapes once said in a tweet about Labour. Over, no more. That Fetal. aged well. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, of course, it's been a bit of a talk yeah. tonight, hasn't it? I wanna talk tonight. And we're, we're talking about pissing on graves. I was actually trying to figure out yesterday where Norman Garros was buried. <laughs> that's 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 gonna be my road trip if Corbyn becomes prime minister at any stage. Record a live episode. <laughs> yes. On anti-imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> at Norman Garris's grave, yeah. where you can hear the sounds of our piss hitting, hitting, yes. hitting the dirt. I can find out, by the way. Because <laughs> if you search for like grave or buried, there's like 30 of his boring articles being like, oh, Labour have dug their own grave here. <laughs> oh. This is the amount of graves that <clears throat> I think should be dug after <clears throat> our next military intervention. The entire left won't be happy until Saddam Hussein has buried everyone. Fuck up, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So glad he's yeah. dead. What was your tweet about Norman Garris the other day? Uh, <laughs> the bloke oh. from Ealing Labour for Corbyn sadly died in yeah, an untimely and, um, death. His name, by the way, was Simon Baker. Fucking thingy, Harry's place was sticking the boot in. Those fucking cunts. As they do, like absolute fucking ghouls. If we'd run shorter on the change stuff, I was going to suggest doing some on that, but maybe that's an entire another episode. Yeah, Just I, mean, I think so. Going into the sort of weird online history of the Yeah, sort that of... deserves a... Yeah, the ultra aggro because <laughs> it's an origin story both literal yeah, and yeah. spiritual for so many of these dangers you're, you're like, right you can't so, understand I, the weirdos on so Twitter they did a tweet 
sticking a knife into the recently dead Labour activist. Not just a tweet, a fucking massive threat. Sorry, they did a threat, yeah. But the first tweet started with the other day a Twitter troll died. So just cropped it so it's got their avatar and name with the other day a Twitter troll died. And then the follow-up on that is Nick Cohen. Norman Geras, rest in peace, comrade. My tribute to Norm (laughs) Blog on the Spectator site. (laughs) It's a bit late with this, lads. Absolutely. So, on the note of celebrating Norman Garris's death, oh, should we wrap up for tonight then? Yeah. Yeah. Piss in your grave. Piss in your grave. Piss in your grave. Alright, so this has been real politic. I think this has been some vintage stuff that we've got down. Bit of milk, bit of cuck, bit of slagging off James Blood first. You know, all the stuff that people go to us for. Playing the hits, yeah. yeah. Playing the hits. Give them what they exactly. want. Crowd pleasing stuff. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up now or I'll never get this shit ever since. Good yeah. talking to you, man. Good fun as always, yeah. Let's do another one soon.
Thank you, people. It's crowdsourcing.